You never treat people the way they are. You treat people the way you are. And now for The Blessing, Part 5. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television or social media or online at brothersoftheword.com. We welcome you to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. We'd like to share just a little humor. A Florida senior citizen gentleman, he drove his brand new Corvette convertible out of the dealership. And taken off down the road, he pushed it to 80 miles per hour, enjoying the wind blowing through what little hair that he had left. Amazing, he thought, as he flew down I-95, pushing the pedal even more. Looking in his rearview mirror, he saw a state trooper, blue lights flashing and siren blaring. He floored it to 100 miles per hour, then 110, then 120. Suddenly, he thought, what am I doing? I'm too old for this. And he pulled over to await the trooper's arrival. Pulling in behind him, the trooper got out of his vehicle and walked up to the Corvette. He looked at his watch and he said, sir, my shift ends in 30 minutes. Today is Friday. If you can give me a new reason for speeding, a reason I've never heard before, I'll let you go. The old gentleman paused, thought for a second. He said, Three years ago, my wife ran off with a Florida State Trooper. I thought you were bringing her back. (laughs) Have a good day, sir, replied the trooper. (laughs) I always appreciate Clayton for the extra laughs. Well, we're on part five, this series entitled The Blessing. We've just been having fun walking through different scriptures concerning the blessing. God blesses his people. His blessing is upon his people. And he wants us to know it. He wants us to walk in light of that blessing, that that blessing goes before you. It follows behind you. It's all around you. It's in you. It's on you. It's on your children. It's on your children's children. And it's on generations to come for a thousand generations. This blessing is on you. His favor is on you. And so we're talking about the blessing, talking about the blessing. This is part five. And in particular, these last couple of sessions, we've been dealing with the official blessing that was given over in the book of Numbers, chapter six. So we're just kind of going through that blessing There are several blessings in the Bible, so we're going to go through some other ones. But during these few sessions, we're just concentrating on this priestly blessing here in Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27. I'll read it all the way through, and then I'll come back and we'll highlight it portion by portion. Verse 22, Numbers 6, verse 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying... On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. 
And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. This is the blessing. This is the blessing. So you can see the heart of God for his people. God intends to bless us. God enjoys blessing us. His blessing is upon his people. And in this series, I've been praying that God would do unusual blessings in our midst so that it would be things that would happen that would be undeniably God. That you will see things happening, you'll know that's God, be out of the ordinary, out of the usual. And we've already had some things happen. Something happened Friday night, didn't we? <laughs> so, so God had already pre-planned that blessing. I didn't know anything about it, but it was already pre-planned. God already knew. God already knew that he was going to bless you in some unusual ways. And that's not the end of it. That was just the beginning of it. Praise God. We're walking in this blessing, man. We're walking in this blessing. Oh, we're walking in this blessing. We're walking in this blessing. We're walking in this blessing. I just want to declare that you're blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. It belongs to you as a right in Christ Jesus. It belongs to you. You are blessed. This blessing is on you and your family and your children and their children to a thousand generations. So this blessing is all around you. It goes before you and goes behind you. It's on the side of you. It's in you. Praise God. So we walk in this blessing. We live in this blessing. We are blessed. We are blessed. No matter what's going on in the outside world and the economy and all of that gloom and doom. Regardless of that, I say we are blessed. God says we are blessed. God says we are blessed. God can take care of you right in the middle of a famine. He did it all through his word. The economy doesn't matter to God. God can provide for you no matter what's going on in the economy. Things were so bad one time in the economy that God sent ravens to feed Elijah. And so when there was no food, God still provided food. He'll make a way where there is no way. <laughs> That's where he gets the name Waymaker. He's a Waymaker. He's a Waymaker. He'll make a way where there is no way. And so God's blessing is on us regardless of what the news says. God provides for us lavishly. He blesses us. His blessing is upon the righteous. And we are righteous by our faith in Christ Jesus. And so we're in that position of righteousness because of Christ Jesus, because we're in Christ Jesus and Jesus is blessed. Jesus is blessed and we share in that blessing. We share in that blessing. Abraham was blessed and that blessing went on Abraham and his children. And because of Christ, we share in that blessing. We share in that blessing. That blessing falls on us and we live in that blessing. So we are blessed. And that has to be your declaration every day. I don't care how things look. Your bank account could be on zero, but just say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And these blessings belong to me. And you demand, I am blessed in Jesus' name. And no one can stop this blessing from coming on my life. And you have to say that every day. You got to know that. It's your covenant right. It's your covenant right. It's your covenant right to be blessed. Praise God. You're blessed. You're blessed. Jesus didn't have a whole lot of material things, but he was blessed. He never lacked anything. If he ever needed anything, he could summons it. He could call it in. 
God will create it. God will provide it. God will bring it in. So God will take care of you in ways you never thought of or dreamed of or imagined. That's the blessing. That's the blessing. That's the blessing. Well, let's get over into Numbers chapter 6 here. Of course, we've covered verse 24. The Lord bless thee. We've gone through a good portion of the blessing. Then last time we talked about the second part of that and keep thee. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. You know what I noticed? I kind of noticed that there were three commands given to bless the people. There were these three sentences that were given. Even though there were three sentences, each sentence contained two blessings. And so it's like God was saying, I'll double up. He does even more than we can think or imagine or expect. So he doubles up the blessing. So even though there are three statements of command, there are two blessings in each sentence. And I noticed that. That dawned on me one day. I said, you know what? It's two. It's two blessings in every sentence. He gave them three sentences to say, yet there were six blessings. And then he concluded it with the seventh blessing. He said, put my name on them and then I will bless them. Oh, man, put my name on them and I will bless them. Praise God. You're blessed in his name, in his name. Now, let's look at verse 24. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. We went through that last time. Where keep thee emphasizes the care of God, which means to protect you and to preserve you, to keep you safe. It's literally 24-hour protection. We get the expanded version of that in Psalms 91. You get the full expanded version of that protection. And in Psalms 91, you'll also see the same 24-hour protection. You'll see it in Psalms 91 that I won't be afraid of the arrow that flieth by day or you know, the pestilence that walks in darkness, terror in the noonday, terror at night, destruction at noonday. So you see that same thing. It's morning, noon, night. It's 24 hours protection. And so it's echoed in Psalms 91. So we see the fullness of it in Psalms 91. But here's a precursor. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. That's verse 24, that 24-hour protection. Man, isn't it wonderful to walk in that? Just to know you're walking in 24-hour protection. You could be in your bed and hear a creak in the house at 2.30 in the morning. And you can just roll over and smile and say, I'm under 24-hour protection. (laughs) I'm under 24-hour protection. It gives you comfort. It gives you comfort. Man, thank God this is not just 12-hour protection. I think there's a deodorant. I can't remember if it's 12 hours or 24. <laughs> it's supposed to protect you for 24 hours. <laughs> it may be 12 hours. I can't remember. <laughs> Anybody use that deodorant? <laughs> man, but I thank God. I'm so grateful. I heard something in my backyard one night. I said, man, thank God this protection is 24 hours. I didn't even have to worry about it. I said, this is 24-hour protection. This is 24 hours. Aren't you glad God didn't sleep in and clock out at midnight? Aren't you glad he didn't clock out at midnight? No, man, he's on duty 24 hours. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. He that keepeth thee, he that keepeth Israel, neither slumbers nor sleeps. 24-hour protection. I love that. So we talked about that last time. Then in verse 25, we talked about the Lord make his face shine upon thee. We talked about as the sun shines on the earth, it's God's way of saying that his rays of love reach out to you. He loves you and he causes you to know that he loves you. And then also in Malachi 4.2, we talked about how those that fear his name, the son of righteousness would arise with healing in his wings. And the implication there are the rays or the beams of sunlight 
reaching out to us with healing in those rays, healing from the sun, healing from those beams. And so his love reaches out. He loves us and he heals us is what he reveals there. That he loves us and he heals us. I remember several years ago, I took my mother to the hospital and she was supposed to have surgery. And so I took her in, I think it was like a Tuesday, a Monday or Tuesday when I took her in and they wanted to do just the pre-op work, all the paperwork. She went in, they put the band on her and did all the paperwork. The surgery was going to be a few days later, like that Thursday. So I took her in to do the pre-op. When she went back on Thursday, they did another scan and what they were going to operate on was gone. And my mother came back out when I picked her up. She still had on the band. The band was just proof that she was supposed to have surgery, but God counseled. And she said to me as we were driving home, she says she was almost in tears. She said, the Lord loves me, doesn't he? She said, the Lord really loves me, doesn't he? And that's a picture here. We see the Lord loves us, causes us to know that he loves us and he heals us. There are two things combined in that he loves us. And he heals us. He loves us, causes us to know that he loves us, and he heals us. And I love that. So that's the Lord make his face shine upon you. It's a reflection of his love. It's a reflection of his love, and his healing virtue that reaches out to you. It's a reminder that he loves you and he heals you. When you study scripture, you even find that people were healed by being placed in Peter's shadow. Well, the sun of righteousness, the S-U-N, was shining, overshadowing Peter to such an extent. Those healing rays were coming off of Peter and people were still being healed. That's still the same sun, S-U-N, of righteousness. It's the S-O-N, but spelled S-U-N because it's healing rays. His healing rays. And so they just laid people out in the in the street. And when Peter walked by, his shadow caused them to be healed. That was the sun of righteousness overshadowing Peter. And the shadow from that light still had the healing virtue. And it was God's way of saying, I love you and I heal you. I love you and I heal you. That's the Lord make his face shine upon us. And then the second blessing there in verse 25, the Lord make his face shine upon you. And then here's the second part. And be gracious unto thee. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto thee. To be gracious means to be kind, to be compassionate, to be generous. It means disposed to show favor, disposed to show favor. And so God is kind. He is incredibly kind. God is incredibly kind. And this is in his graciousness. He's incredibly kind. God is incredibly kind. So to be gracious is to be kind, compassionate, generous, disposed to show favor, disposed to show favor. I've had dealings with some gracious people recently. I was calling in an order well, actually, I ordered a dinner online, and then I called in because I wanted some extra biscuits. Anybody ever wanted extra biscuits? <laughs> well, I called in. 
because I wanted an extra biscuit. But the problem was I had already paid for my order online. So now to order extra biscuit, you're talking about a separate transaction that needs to be paid for. But the lady on the phone, she said, you know what? I'm going to just give you those biscuits. I said, glory, 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 glory. <laughs> she was so gracious. Some people could have had an attitude. And I told her, I said, you were so gracious. I said, that is so kind of you. That is so wonderful. God bless you. <laughs> well, that's what it means to be gracious. It means to be kind, yes. compassionate, generous, disposed to show favor. She showed me a favor. So that means that's your disposition. And so God is saying that to make his face shine upon us and be gracious. God is saying, you say this over my people, that I'll be kind to them, that I'll be gracious to them, that I'll be good to them, compassionate to them, generous that I'll show them favor. I'll be disposed to show them favor. I'll be disposed to show them favor. God is incredibly kind. He is incredibly kind. There are some scriptures over in, I'm thinking about one over in Psalms that says, his merciful kindness is great toward me. His merciful kindness is great toward me. There's one that talks about, I'm thinking about specifically over in the book of Isaiah, says that the mountains shall depart. Hills will be removed, but my kindness will never depart from you. Neither shall my covenant of peace ever be removed. With everlasting kindness will I have mercy on you, saith the Lord. Praise God. He's just so kind. He's incredibly kind. He's incredibly kind. He's incredibly kind. So he's disposed to show favor. And this is part of that decree that God said, you say this over my people that The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and be gracious. In other words, just let God be himself. Just let God be himself because this is who he is. He's kind. He's generous. He's gracious. He's compassionate. He's disposed to show faith. I just love gracious people. There are sometimes when I'm walking into different places and people hold the door for me and I might be a good 20, 30 yards away. And they'll stand there and wait till I get there and hold that door. Just being gracious. Just being kind. I love gracious people. And just as God is gracious toward us, we're supposed to be gracious toward other people. We're supposed to be gracious toward other people. I had somebody not too long ago. They were unkind to me. They, they were rude towards me, unkind towards me. But I never responded in that kind. I responded very graciously. I never changed who I was because of who they were. You never treat people the way they are. You treat people the way you are. And so even though they were rude, they were unkind to me, I was gracious to them. The more rude they became, the more gracious I became. I was acting like my heavenly father. That's where I get it from. He's the same way. He's incredibly kind. He's incredibly kind. Jesus said he's even kind to the evil and unthankful. You ever thought about that? The evil and the unthankful, they're enjoying this green earth. (laughs) They're enjoying the sunlight, the beauty of nature. There's a measure of grace that even the evil and the unthankful are enjoying because God's just kind to them. And God always uses kindness as a way to change a person's heart. It's how you change people through kindness. And so God's never out trying to kill evil people. He's trying to change them first. He's trying to change them so he'll show them kindness to try to win them over. He'll try to win them over. I love that. Isn't God good? Isn't God wonderful? Isn't God kind? He's disposed to show 
favor. He's disposed to show favor. I was doing a banking transaction the other day, and the bank manager told me, he said, when it's your turn, I'll move you to the front of the line. I like that. That's favor. That's favor. That's favor. That's favor. And that's what God is. He's disposed to show favor, to be kind, to be compassionate, to be generous toward us. Listen to this psalm, Psalms 145, verse 8 and 9. It says, the Lord is gracious. There it is again. He had just said, you decree this, you know, may the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious unto thee. But notice this, Psalms 145, verse 8 and 9 is telling you exactly who God is. It says, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Amplified says, abounding in mercy and loving kindness. The Lord is good to all. The Lord is good to all. You hear that? Did you hear that part? The Lord is good to all. God isn't good to us because we're good. God is good to us because he's good. He's good. He is ever so good. He's ever so kind. He is ever so gracious. You can see this graciousness in the life and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember Jesus said, he said, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. Listen to some of the graciousness that Jesus exhibited. Jesus said to one man, what is it you have me to do? What is it you have me to do? What would you like me to do for you? That's what Jesus said. You can hear the grace. You can hear the graciousness in that. He said, what would you have me to do? What would you have me to do? Here's another man said to Jesus. He said, Jesus, my servant is at home sick. If you would come and lay your hand on her, she'll live. Jesus said, sure, I'll come lay my hand on her. You hear the graciousness in that? You hear the graciousness in that? Jesus was very busy. He had a very busy schedule. But notice how gracious he was in his dealing with people who had need, people who were in need, people who sought him out. Notice the graciousness. Notice the graciousness. Notice the graciousness. Here's another one. Another man came to Jesus. He said, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus said, I am willing. And when you dig into the Greek, it's really rendered, it would be my pleasure. It would be my pleasure to make you clean. And Jesus reached his hand out and touched him and made him clean. You can see the graciousness. You see, that's the grace. The Lord is gracious. He's disposed to show favors. He's compassionate. He's generous. And so he loves doing good. He loves doing good. He loves doing good. That's one of the reasons our prayers are answered so easily. It's because of his graciousness. He's eager to answer your prayers. He loves it. What can I do for you? I'd be happy to come. I'd be happy to do it. It's my pleasure. Notice all of his responses. Those responses are the same to you today. When you pray and ask God for something, he's like, sure, I'd be happy to. It's my pleasure. What would you like me to do? It's the graciousness of God. His character has never changed. Jesus was the same way. He's a reflection of the Father. And when we are gracious, we are reflecting that same spirit of graciousness that the Father has. We are the same way. So that's why we're to be gracious with people because that's who he is. One of the definitions of gracious is to pardon, to pardon. Now, I want you to think of that definition, and you can hear it in some of the dealings of Jesus again. Listen to this. One of the definitions of graciousness, being gracious, is to pardon, which means to forgive. And so notice this. Jesus said to one gentleman, he said, your son, your, your sins are forgiven you. The people around him got kind of riled up at that. He said, well, is it easy for me to say, take up your bed and walk? 
but he first was gracious to forgive the sin. Notice how eager he was to forgive the sin. So that's the definition of to pardon that comes out of graciousness or being gracious. The woman taken in adultery, he asked her, he said, where are your accusers? She said, I have none. Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You can hear the graciousness. He was always eager to pardon, always eager to forgive, always eager to forgive. You are forgiven. Go and sin no more. Remember the prodigal son. The prodigal son, when he was coming home, he was already going over in his mind what he would say to his father. He had a long repentance that he had rehearsed that I'm going to say how I messed up, how I did this, how I'm no longer worthy to be your son. So he had all this long thing prepared up. And when he got to the father, the father cut him off and said, bring me a robe and a ring, shoes to put on his feet. God was already restoring him before the man could even halfway repent. That's the graciousness. We see the graciousness of God. That's the graciousness of God. And so I want you to feel the weightiness of that in that prayer or that blessing. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious towards you, to be kind towards you, to show you favor, to forgive you. That's all a part of that blessing. He forgives us so readily. Psalms 86.5 says that he is good and ready to forgive. Praise God. I don't know about you, man, but that excites me. I love that. I'm grateful for his graciousness toward me. Grateful for his graciousness toward me. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there and we'll pick up next time. And I believe we'll finish that. And then we'll probably finish that and then hop over into another set of scriptures on another blessing that's in scripture. Praise God. Man, but I'm just so grateful for his graciousness toward us, his graciousness toward us. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious toward you. Let me just read this. This is Ephesians chapter two, verse six and seven. It says, and he has raised us up together with him in the Amplified Bible. And he has raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor in his kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. We've been made alive with Christ, raised up together with him, seated together with him in heavenly places so that he might show us the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ. And I love this. This is my final closing. This is in the Message Bible. Just verse 7 of that in the Message Bible says, Now God has us where he wants us, with all the time in this world and the next, to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Oh, I love that. I love that. God has us right where he wants us. We're seated with Christ so that he can shower his grace and his kindness on us in this world and throughout all eternity. You've been positioned for a blessing. You've been placed in prime position for a blessing. Praise God. Those of you watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire series, The Blessing, absolutely 
free of charge, and you can also email it to a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to turn it over to our worship team, and I want you to just hear the blessing. We do it every time, because I just wanted to, oh, just saturate your heart and your mind.
children, their children, and their children, may his favor be upon you in a thousand generations, in your family, in your children, and their children, and their children, may his favor be upon you in a thousand generations, in your family, in your children, and their children. feet. Praise God. We're going to let the song be our benediction. So he prayed the blessing in the song tonight. So that'll be our benediction. Praise God. Go in peace. God bless you.
You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part 5 of the series titled The Blessing by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7971 at 7971 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7971 to a friend. Go to BrothersOfTheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Oh,